0: My dear friend, thank you so much for watching and connecting one more time here with us in Victory Church. I am Gian, the founding pastor of this congregation from Modessa, Texas. I say hello to you and thank you for watching. This is the episode number 17 of the series, The Letter from Paul to the Romans. It's a beautiful study. If you want to Listen or watch the previous episodes from 1 through 16. You can find them in the Vimeo channel, YouTube channel, on the podcast and also in our website and the Facebook page. So here we go. We are reading from the easy to read version today, Romans chapter 8. And we are reading from verse 18 all the way through 25. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, please guide us in this study. Woo-hoo. Excited. Now, here we go. We have sufferings now, but these are nothing compared to the great glory that will be given to us. Pause. Christianity, it's a beautiful lifestyle. Undoubtedly. First of all, you have peace. Second of all, you have a future. You have hope. You will be in heaven eternally with the good Lord. Many wonderful blessings. There is prosperity, healing, restoration. You can influence people. You will leave a legacy to your descendants. You can be really happy become by becoming a Christian. But whoever is trying to tell you, (laughs) and this comes from some individuals that are selling a cheap gospel, whoever is trying to tell you that everything is going to be so beautiful, they are not reading the Bible because here is one example of something that many people don't want to hear about sufferings. So Paul had been explaining through all these chapters, the previous chapters about our salvation, based on the sacrificial death of our Lord, Jesus Christ, that we are forgiven simply by believing that he is the son of God. And you do that. I do that. So we are happy with the good Lord. We are forgiven. We are eternal. We also discussed previously in the most recent episodes about the battle between the flesh and the spirit where Even Paul said, I am miserable because he failed many times like I do or did or maybe will when uh, I give in to my flesh. But he also said, praise God, because through the forgiveness of our sins, we can be right with God, not because of our behavior, but because of the mercy of the good Lord. Our behavior changes as a result of gratitude. That's it because we want to obey the Lord. We say, I want to do what is right, but not because of that. We are right with God. We do that as a result that the Lord forgave us. He always makes the first move. (laughs) Now here in verse 18, Paul begins this section stating something that it is uh, hard to hear. We have sufferings now. Who doesn't, you know, this idea of a perfect life because you're a Christian, because you are a good person, a good girl, a good guy, that nothing wrong is going to happen to you. That is unreal. And anyone who believes that is, is actually dreaming, is living in La La Land, you know, Disneyland. Uh, (laughs) the, The reality of life, For everyone, whether you're a Christian person or not, whether you believe in God or not, the reality of life is that this world will present to you many challenges and you will suffer. You suffer when you are a kid or a baby, you suffer when you are a teenager, you suffer when you are a young adult, you suffer when you are in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, There, there are sufferings. But listen to what Paul says here. But these are nothing compared to the great glory that will be given to us. So here is the positive message about this, that regardless of our sufferings in this world, which are temporary, you know that that compared to the glory that we will experience in heaven is nothing. First of all, in terms of time, you know, what is 90 years? or a hundred years of life compared to eternity. There's nothing. Now, we feel like we don't want to suffer even one minute, (laughs) but imagine it's like uh, giving birth. You're alive because a woman, your mother, was willing to carry on and come to the moment of giving birth. Do you think that was easy? The whole pregnancy was difficult for her. There were so many sufferings involved, not to mention the last probably week and the last hours. You know, <laughs> there are sufferings, but when when the mother sees the baby, <laughs> you know what she says? Oh, it doesn't matter. This baby is worthy of all that. So the same thing is what Paul is saying. The glory that we will be given in heaven is nothing compared to the sufferings of this world. The temporary sufferings. So I want to start today by telling you. Try to see things from a good perspective. Yes, there are sufferings. Sometimes somebody dies in the family, which you know is a transition to heaven if they are believers. You're gonna miss them and you suffer, you struggle emotionally, psychologically, Sometimes financially, you're a widow. You don't know what to do now. You have kids. (laughs) That's not an easy thing. You're a mama. Your children, son or daughter was taking care of you and they died. It's not an easy thing. It doesn't matter. Death is going to be part of life. It hurts. But the truth is, even you are going to die one day, meaning you are going to transition one day to heaven. I hope to heaven. (laughs) You see, sufferings are part of life. But what is waiting for us out there is greater. So we have to have the right attitude. And that is the one thing that I want to start today with you. Do not see this problem. Whatever the sufferings you are going through, don't see them like that's... The end of everything? No. Even if if it's the end of your life, even if it's the end of our lives, even if this is the end of a great season, or it doesn't matter. When you compare this sufferings with the glory that is going to be given to us in heaven, it's nothing. It's nothing. So try to see things from the good perspective, the godly perspective. From God's viewpoint, this short period of time of suffering is nothing. So put your eyes on the Lord. Put your eyes on eternity. Verse 19. Everything that God made is waiting with excitement for the time when he will show the world who his children are. The children of God are those that, to begin with, they love the Lord. It's not that they are and a membership of a church or whatever is not that they give money. It's not that they go to church or they do this or they do that. You you know, you know, what is the stamp? The sign is love. The love we have for the Lord and the love we have for everybody. Yeah, but you say, well, I, I cannot love everybody. Some people are awful. Well, let me ask you this question. Does the Lord Love those people that are awful? What do you think? Or do you think that the Lord hates them because they are awful? That they don't, he doesn't want them to come to heaven. Do you think that? Well, if that was the case, I would be lost. Because I was awful once. Maybe more than once. But the Lord saved me. He rescued me. So that's the way that you need to see it. That the love of God comes to everybody anyone that claims to be a believer must have love in his heart if you say you are a believer the sign that you should show is love the love for the lord and the love for everybody even when they are ugly but i am going to tell you something many things change in your interactions with people when you are nice to them When you truly love them, you're not putting a show. That's the problem with many people. You know, they just uh, put a different angle. (laughs) You know, one day I heard this thing. It was kind of funny. Uh, (laughs) They say that uh, there was a chameleon there and uh, he was having an attitude, you know, and he said, well, I'm not gonna change now. (laughs) But sometimes Some people are like that, right? They do some things by nature. They can be nice. They can be giving and loving and serving and they can help people. But they said, I'm not going to do that now. They have an attitude. Well, that is exactly the, the core of the problem. What we are talking about, you know, whether it's sufferings or interacting with people that are not nice. It's all about your heart. You love the Lord. You're going to take. sufferings by looking at your life from God's perspective in eternity the glory you will receive but also the Lord is expecting that you will show love to everybody and understanding and patience and tolerance that doesn't mean that you're going to become like them you have to understand that you don't tolerate certain lifestyles You don't tolerate people that do this, or act this way, or dress this way, or talk this way, or have things in their body, or whatever things they do. You don't tolerate them because you just can't stand that. It's against the Bible, which I understand. But that doesn't give you the right to judge them, much less to hate them. The Lord Jesus told us that we are here to love even our enemies. So when you read this 19, everything that God made is waiting with excitement for the time when he will show the world who his children are. So the Lord is excited to take you places, to take you to individuals to show that you are one of his children. Have you ever thought about that? That every time you are, in touch with individuals, whether it's somebody that you are working with in your workplace, or you are in the marketplace shopping around, or you have somebody doing a work for you, whether it's with your vehicle or your stuff, every interaction you have is an opportunity to show them that you're a child of God. You see? Yeah, but I don't like them. I don't like, they stink. They do this. It's okay. It's okay. If you only knew that by loving them, you could change the life of that individual. Have you ever thought about this? You know what? Someone said this, that the kid with the worst behavior in the classroom is the one that needs more love. The kid with the worst behavior in the classroom is the one that needs more love. Well, the classroom is the world, the classroom is wherever you are. Those with the worst behavior are the ones who need more love, you see? The whole world wants very much for that to happen. Of course, people are there lost, confused, upset, angry, frustrated, bitter, looking for revenge, trying to hurt others because they are hurting, but deep in your in their hearts you know what they are longing for a miracle they don't say it they don't even understand what they are longing for but they are longing for a miracle that someone is going to be different Some, someone is going to be loving and caring you see when the holy spirit is dwelling in your heart and you know that you are forgiven by grace and you know that you can help your failures your flesh winning sometimes, and then the Spirit being the winner. You come to this place where you understand that although there are things that are not as you would like, you can still have the right attitude, see things from God's perspective, and approach situations with love and patience. (laughs) 20. Everything God made was allowed to become like something that cannot fulfill its purpose. That was not his choice, but God made it happen with this hope in view. Listen, that the creation would be made free from ruin, that everything, everything God made would have the same freedom and glory that belonged to God's children. You have heard this expression, everything happens for a reason, <laughs> right? There are no coincidences. People say that, you know, just as a phrase, just as a phrase. And they don't understand the meaning behind it. Yes, exactly. Everything happens for a reason. Even when you don't understand why you you were born in that particular circumstances, why you say, I don't look like others, why I am Short, too short or too tall, too skinny or too chubby, too dark or too white. Why my eyes are like this? Why my self is this way? Why I'm not that smart? Or why am I so this and that? Why this happened to me when I was a kid? Why this happened to me when I was an adult? You know, first of all, you have to understand that was not the Lord's plan to begin with. You know, the Lord's plan was that we all will behave and have holy lives, happy lives with prosperity and abundance. According with Genesis, the creation of Adam and Eve It's everything work with the garden, multiply, have children, be happy, rejoice. Just don't do this (laughs) because if you do it, (laughs) you see, that's the problem but things happen. Everything happens for a reason, right? Exactly. The Lord has a plan and all that he wants is that you will show the world that you are free. Imagine in the midst of tough situations, crises, or difficulties in your life, you behave in such a way you respond in such a nice way that those that are observing you say, how is it possible that this person is doing so good when he just lost his wife? How is it possible that this girl is so peaceful when her husband just now died? How is it possible that these parents are like nothing happened and their children just died in a car accident? How is it possible that you are at peace, when you lost your job, there is no more unemployment funds, very little money, and you have so many things to pay for, and you don't know how you're going to make it next week, and yet you have that freedom, that peace. Do you realize that you are put in that spot for a reason? the Lord allowed those things to happen. So people will see the freedom you have is what it says here. We know that everything God made has been waiting until now in pain, like a woman ready to give birth to a child. It is, it is about something is about to happen in your life. It's just the time will come to give birth to give birth. 23. Not only the world, but we also have been waiting with pain inside us. We have the spirit as the first part of God's promise. So we are waiting for God to finish making us his own children. I mean, we are waiting for our bodies to be made free. Meaning what? Meaning that we will experience the moment when we transition to heaven and all the pain and uh, sufferings that we live in this world and in our bodies are going to disappear. It's going to happen to you. 24. We were saved to have this hope. If we can see what we are waiting for, (laughs) that is not really hope. People don't hope for something they already have, but we are hoping for something we don't have yet. And we are waiting for it patiently which is the importance of every day reminding ourselves, I'm here to bring glory to the name of the Lord. I am here in the midst of these situations to show the world the love that the Lord has given me for him and for everybody else. I am here to go through this trial right now, waiting patiently, because this is gonna end. The Lord has a plan for your life. How willing are you to wait patiently to see his hands on your life? That's the kingdom of God, my friend. The kingdom of God is about accepting the king's will for your life. It's like the Lord Jesus said in Gethsemane, Oh Lord, I don't want to die on Godfrey. I don't want to go through the beatings. I don't want anything wrong to happen to me. <sighs> but it's not what I want. your will. And when the will of the good Lord is allowed by you to to happen and, and you work with his plan, actually. It's going to be like this. The sufferings are going to be there. It's like going to the dentist. You don't want to go through that and hear the machine right? zing. And you, you don't like those things. But you know the outcome is good. The sufferings are part of life. I want to close today to tell you this. If you, in the midst of your sufferings, and you're in the midst of your disappointment and sadness and frustration, you stop looking at yourself and your situation and you just look up, put your eyes on the Lord and acknowledge that he is God almighty, that he has a plan for you now on earth and also in eternity. You are going to see things very differently. Instead of being a rebel against God's will, accept God's will. Work with the Lord. He will work with you. Thank you so much for watching and connecting. I hope to see you next week. Have a great night.